Welcome to the More Than Just Dumbbells podcast. My name is Jason Lindsay. And my name is Kitty Truax. Kitty Truax. Jason Lindsay. What do you think? How do you feel about Thanksgiving? I dig it. Well, no, I don't. Really? I, I mean, I, I'm. So, I mean, I, I. I'm on. Yeah, I'm on the line between it. Do I love uh, the feeling of food and comfort and everything that I grew up with? Absolutely. Do I not like the the meaning of it and where it started? Nope, I don't. To Maybe. ask that question, if I don't know. But see, here's the thing, Kitty. If you knew I was going to take it there, I don't. <laughs> I don't understand why Thanksgiving's on a Thursday. Mm. It's baffling to me. Here's why. Is it fair to say that people travel often on that day to I would, be with their That is their, fair. And it's a Thursday, and we work Monday through Friday. I know people work different kind of – it's just weird. I know you get it off in most corporate jobs, and you really have never had a corporate job. Correct. I got to tell you, one of my corporate jobs back in the day – The Dizzy. They didn't give you Friday off. Oh, no? Oh, yeah. Think about that. Oh, yeah. Oof. So I used to go to Key West over Thanksgiving. Think about this. Oh. So mom and dad were alive. Okay. My sister, brother-in-law, and then like two kids at the time. She's got th- a third one now. Okay. And then grandma was alive. So the, the, all this, this would be the only family I would spend Thanksgiving with. And I was like, and my, a, a good friend of mine from Sioux Falls, which is four hours from Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And he did not want to go home on Thanksgiving and home again a month later, roughly on, on Christmas. Christmas. Sure. So he was like, is there any... Are you interested in all in like taking a vacation? So I have that as my excuse, and I said, "Well, yeah, dude, I'm sure." My I, I'm not Key West. My family's an hour and fifteen, hour and twenty from me, and I do spend a decent amount of time with my family. I, I'm not like every weekend guy. I'm not ever, you know. I've had okay. I've had some gaps, but my family, there's no rifts. There's nothing. I, just you know, I I I don't mind driving down the interstate past That's Owatonna, nice. past Power Block headquarters, <laughs> the old Power, you know, and, and stopping in. That being said, here's what I did. I'm like, but Thanksgiving, they might wonder. He's bailing. He's just not going to be around. So I, two weeks before Thanksgiving, I scheduled a dinner and just took mm. picked up the tab. We went to like a nice restaurant yeah. in the area, and this is our Thanksgiving. Cost me a couple hundred bucks, and I didn't. I wasn't a bad guy for not being around Thanksgiving. Oh, that's nice. But that I no longer do that. But back then, I had to take that Friday off of work, which is weird. Anyway, kind of get off topic. My point is, I I I like Thanksgiving because I think it's just a fun day to get together with family and eat and binge eat. That's that's sure. how I look at it. There you go. Yeah, I don't think about the whole. Well, there are Thanksgivings with families who have a lot more dysfunction than you, and th- sometimes Thanksgiving brings on anxiety. You know, for you, some people. You, well, it, it, you're one of them. I know. I might be. And there's memes out there, and and it's real. And I, maybe you laugh at them. I think you have a good sense of humor about I that. I sure do. But it is funny to me that you know, I there was one time on Thanksgiving. I think I did something that was really kind of mean to my sister as an adult, by the way. Oh, like she was wearing a hat. You're still picking on your sister? I know. <laughs> One time that I'm not proud of, like she wore a hat, and I'm like, "What are you doing? Like weird." But you know, what's but, wrong with hats? But for bro? the, I you know, at the table, right. I, I, oh, I wouldn't care. Okay, I at would, the table. No, oh. I, I, I wouldn't care now. I would. I don't even think I cared before. I was just being. You were just being that guy. But in general, what would, a Gary. N- yeah, I got issues. Okay. Speaking of issues. Speaking of. What do we got going on today? For you know guys? what? As I was doing the deep dive on our next guest. I absolutely, I am so excited to speak to this woman. I think she's different. She's different than anyone we've had on the podcast yet to date. Extremely knowledgeable in mental health, the stigma around mental health, especially as it coincides with the workplace, predominantly corporate, where there's a stigma around mental health and she's trying to bring light to it, to make people feel more 
included and acknowledged within their workplace, which you, I think is a phenomenal battle. So, to be do you think there's do, do I is there fighting. any risk I have of offending her? What I mean by that is I'm going to ask. I, I love this, and this is great, and, yeah. and I, I have no problem with talking this. about mental health, but I might ask some questions other people are, you know, you know when you get that topic, people are, they kind of couch it's their taboo. questions, yeah. but I might just come out and say, what happens if you have a coworker you think is crazy? What do you do? I mean, honestly, like, I mean, is this the stuff we're t- going to talk I about? I would hope, I would hope, okay, so she has something called the in emergency, <laughs> hold on, let me find it, the Mental Health Employee Resource Group. Dig it. Where the employee resource group, I'm hoping that that's the kind of group yeah. that you can go to and say, yeah. yo. Check out the water cooler. Crazy. Crazy AF. Cray cray. Exactly. So, I, I mean. You can edit that it's out. Not, it's, just yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> no, do not edit that out. Cray cray. <laughs> and I'm not trying to poke fun at that. Of course but not. No, I understand. Are there ways to speak very truthfully and authentically about A, either your mental health or your worry of someone else's mental health? in a corporate setting yeah in a work environment yeah so that's what i'm looking forward to hearing about plus she's an author she yeah. grew up apparently caregiving her bipolar mother yeah so i'm looking forward to that as well it's gonna hit home i was gonna say yeah do, do you if you don't mind disclosing would, would does your mother have mental illness does she have a disorder that you would, would she be yes. bipolar yes. She, is she bipolar yep oh wow and she's a manic bipolar mm. yet her mania is always down mm. she never has the high mania oh, wow. it's always either meh or oh my god so it was always a really low it's very mm. low vibrational so okay yeah are you will you see her on thanksgiving i i will not yeah no you'll be, be up north at the i'm in the current i'm currently in the process of creating very difficult as an adult mm. now and no longer a child does she, if you don't mind me asking, does she call and text you often? No. No. All right. We're both, both very stubborn people. Mm. <laughs> and fallouts happen, mm. and uh, you just have to pick yourself up. Mm. Yep. I understand. Learn how to be a different person. I Yeah, you don't. I understand. You don't have to apologize. No, not I'm not are. apologizing. No. I didn't say I'm sorry. So, someday you might. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, so we've got, what's her name, by the way, our guest? Michelle E. Dickinson. Yeah, and that doesn't mean I don't know anything about my guest, by the way. I just was, I couldn't find the... <laughs> is that what that meant? <laughs> Her name is Michelle E. Dickinson. Yes, but, she, but you know what? Here's why I asked, because the email, and I'll, maybe we'll clear this up on the email, or on the podcast, is that she had a uh, different last name. You know, like maybe it's a maiden name or something. Victoria, so I was, correct, I got confu- or something like confused. that? But when I saw her on the, this, I joined this group that where people are looking to be guests on podcasts. Correct. And so if you are interested in listening out there, podcast at powerblock.com yes. would be a great place to email and just say what, Kitty? Give me an example. I would like to see this type of a topic. I, think, I would like to oh, see, yes. or, you know, yes. like that kind yeah, of stuff yeah, if yeah. you want to get a hold of us for that kind of stuff. Or hey, I, I would really love to be on your podcast to talk about blank, 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 or blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dig it? Dig it. Podcast Dan, at powerblock.com. How many trivia questions you got? <gasps> That's right. I have five trivia questions. No, so you guys better not tri- tie. So, the, well, the, if, there, if there's a tie, there's a tie. It's like football before the 60s or 50s, right? Exactly. Or, Rock, paper, or, scissors. I don't remember. Or I'll just make Flip something up on the spot. <clears throat> I like that. I think you're smart enough for that, Dan. Super smart. Oh, Beatles fan. Hey, now. Broncos fan. Yeah, Beatles and Broncos. <laughs> it starts with a B. Dan's a fan. <laughs> Well, we'll be right back with Michelle E. Dickinson. Michelle E. Dickinson. Don't forget the E. You're listening to the More Than Just Dumbbells podcast, sponsored by Power Block. 
After the show, head on over to powerblock.com and check out the wide variety of adjustable dumbbells. Please, they pay our bills. We would appreciate it. And now, back to the podcast. And we are back, Kitty, and we've got Michelle E. Dickinson on the phone. And uh, I know you were really super excited to talk to her. Very much Michelle, so. Michelle, we appreciate your time. I always like to start by asking our, our guests, well, first, how you doing? And where, where are you talking to us from? What part of the country or the, what part of the world? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I'm proud Woo. to be here. I'm in New Jersey. Heard of it. New Jersey. Yeah, the Garden State, they call it. And I just actually, I just started watching the Garden State again, the movie. It's really good. But anyway, Michelle, <laughs> Michelle E. Dickinson. Why, why are we having Michelle on, Katie? You know... As I did the deep dive on you, Michelle, I am absolutely floored by how you are bringing mental health and the stigma around it to light, um, shining literally a bright spotlight on it. And I wanted to talk about right away, how do you bring that spotlight to mental illness? How how do you advocate? So I go first, and that's the easiest way to put it. Mm. I mean, so many people have never experienced a mental health imbalance until now, until this pandemic has shown us oh, well, you have to be isolated from people. You've you've lost a lot of things you like to do. You've lost loved ones. There's a lot of struggle going on because of the pandemic. And so how I do it is I go first. I tell my own story. I think that's people want to know that they're related to and how they're feeling. So I tell my story growing up with my mom, who was bipolar, and then my, my own diagnosis of depression, and then, you know, things that we can do to feel better to preserve our well-being. People don't care what you know until they know why you care you know so Mm. that's basically how i do what i do people don't care what you know until they know why you care that was incredible Mm -hmm. you've never heard that before no that was awesome that's wonderful yeah blew my mind well unless you came up with that michelle but i think i've heard that what you've probably heard is people don't care what you know until they know how much you care okay and your and (laughs) yours was different okay got it hers was a lot more feely (laughs) got it love it love it i think that's why it hit me so hard so now i wanted to actually just touch on your book really quick and then go into how you impact workplaces with your movement you had this book it came out i believe in 2018 is that correct it did, yeah. Okay, and it's oh, it's about 200 pages. I, I, honestly, I'm getting it Saturday. I ordered it from Amazon today. So I'm really looking forward to reading it. But can you kind of go into why someone would want to read your book? Yeah, sure. So I gave a TED Talk back in, oh God, I don't even know what year that was. It was before I wrote the, released the book. And the reaction from just telling my story and how people responded to me being, you know, telling it, was amazing and I thought if I could do this in a 10 minute talk what could I do if I wrote a memoir about my mom and what it was like to love her and care for her throughout my childhood and my young adult and adult years so the whole idea of the book is really I wanted people to walk through that experience I wanted to humanize mental health I wanted them to see that my mother was a beautiful person who was suffering Mm -hmm. and if you know anything about mental illness oftentimes the hurt hurt others and that's exactly what my mom did. She was very abusive, but she was also navigating her own challenges. Wow, that hits home. Thanks for saying all that. That hits that's hits home for me. Can you can you maybe talk about after giving so much care to your mother and her bipolar depression, what it was like to find out you had your own as well? Yeah, sure. So I'm adopted and I thought, you know, I'm adopted. I'll never have to deal with this mental illness stuff. This is not in my gene pool. But, you know, what happened for me was 
I dealt with seasonal depression living in the Northeast. We get really gray winters and, and fall. And I would just deal with it by like going away, going to the Caribbean and coming home and being okay. That would tie me over to spring. But then what happened in 20, oh my goodness, 2019, the end of 18 and into 19 is I was struggling because we were going, my ex and I were going through a divorce and I didn't imagine that it would ever hit me as hard as it did. But then I was having a hard time just getting up and functioning. And I was like, holy crap, I think I might be depressed. Mm. And be, because I had this relationship that therapy wasn't a bad thing, I was like, I got to get myself into therapy because I'm not enjoying the things that I love to do. I'm having a hard time functioning. I don't want to get out of bed. And so I got my butt into therapy. And it just reminded me that nobody is immune to mental illness. The life events come along and they take us down. And everyone needs to be aware that that can happen to anyone at any given time. The pandemic has shown us that. But you know, loss of life, loss of job, loss of relationship, all of these things can impact us and really, really, you know, put put us, you know, in in a loop that we need support getting out of. Mm. So if I were listening, if I were a listener right now and I'm thinking to myself, man, alive, wow, that's I can feel that. What do you what would you say are some best ways to support yourself to start working on yeah. yourself? Yeah. You know, know when know when your joy is being know when you've lost your joy so for me like I love to do pottery and I just didn't want to go to class and I love to do other things I love to be with my friends and I didn't want to be around them I just wanted to be curled up in a ball on the couch or in bed so it's acknowledging when you've lost your zest for life and when you've lost the the joy that you would gain in the things that you love to do and it's having the courage when you don't want to reach out to reach out because mm. that's the last thing you want to do is you don't want to call someone and, and, you know, blubber all over them, but you actually need to talk to someone. I always say, find someone you trust and just talk to them. You don't need to go right to a therapist, but what you do need to do is to keep talking because the challenge is, is we ruminate in our minds and we make things really worse than they need to be mm. versus if we just connect with someone we love and trust and just share. Michelle, you spend a lot of time using your words, recentering employees. Is that the proper term I'm using? Yeah, exactly. What do you mean by that? Mm. So a lot of us are dealing with, um, there's just so much loss, right? You think about this pandemic. We've lost, we've lost our loved ones, whether it's to Corona, we've lost our routines, we've lost things that, that we love to do. There's just been a magnitude of loss. So when we think about that and we, we look at the data, it's 42% of the global workforce has had a decline in their mental health since the beginning of the pandemic. Wow. If that many, if that many people are struggling, that's your peers, that's people sitting around you, whether it's virtual or in, in person, they're struggling and they don't know better. Right. They don't know better. It's like the frog in the water. You just keep turning the temperature up and you don't realize that you're actually not doing so well. Mm. So what <laughs> I do is I want to remind people of what they can do to take care of themselves. So I, I have a resilience program, a workshop that I do virtually to just remind people you have a lot more control over your day to day well-being than you think you do. The first thing you need to do is not listen to the news as much mm. if you listen to it a lot mm. because it really does mess with you and start doing some of the things that you know are going to fill your tank. And that includes getting enough sleep, eating well, 
exercising your body, practicing gratitude. There's a lot of things that we can do to nourish ourselves that actually recenters ourselves and our and our mindset and our disposition that we can we can do to start our day or end our day. Michelle, have you noticed or can you talk about things that organizations do, whether they're big, small, medium, whatever, from a leadership standpoint that maybe they could be doing differently that would help their employees? Yeah. There's a, there, there's yeah, there's there's something that I definitely would highly recommend, right? So there's organizations have they most of them have good mental health programs they also offer an employee assistance program but the one thing they don't do is they don't help employees be comfortable reaching out for support there's still the stigma in the workplace that says you're weak you know you're going to be viewed differently if you have to get mental health support there's so there's shame there's fear oh my god what does treatment look like they need to do a better job of normalizing the narrative around getting care. And the best way they can do that is to have a leader in a senior level position openly talk about their own stuff Yes, and start and start causing a ripple effect. One conversation from the top down. That's going to help employees be like, oh, this guy struggled too. I can get support as well. We were actually talking in the beginning intro I saw that you have mental health employee resource groups. I was kind of wanting wanting you to maybe dig into what that is or how would you start one if you were to go into a workplace? What would that look like? Yeah, and they are the most amazing things that organizations need to have. And, and some organizations are creating them. So an employee resource group is really an, an affinity group. So you know how we have affinity groups for the LGBTQ community, for women in leadership, yes. for the Hispanic communities, for the Asian communities. There's a lot of different affinity groups that organizations have. They could create one for mental health. And when I was in my former uh, company, my Ford, Fortune 50 company, I was one of the leaders that created one of the fastest growing mental health employee resource groups. And what that did was it just brought people together with lived mental health experience to support one another. And if it wasn't them that was struggling, they were caring for someone at home. So what it really did was it really leveraged your own employees to come together and support one another so that they didn't feel so isolated and alone. So it's basically facilitating a peer community that they can that they can lean on and talk to and strategize with when it comes to support. A sense of community and camaraderie is what that sounds like. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Michelle, is there I I think there is, but I mean you would is there a lot of people um experiencing anxiety because of going back to work? Oh my goodness, yes. Return to work anxiety is definitely very high just because of the trepidation around what is what is this new environment look like there's the whole vaccination conversation do i have to wear a mask mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah one of the things that i actually do focus on in, in my resilience workshop is what how to manage anxiety and when to know it's a little bit too much for you to navigate on your own and when to get support. It is very common, very, very common. So one of the things I tell people to do is focus on what you can control 
and try not to focus on what you can't. So focus on the fact that you can keep your hands clean. You can not touch your face. Mm-hmm. You can boost your immune system, right? Mm-hmm. What's your diet like? What are you doing to boost your immune system, strengthen yeah. your immune system? These are things you have control over. So I try to remind people uh, of that. And then and then just know, know when, when too much is too much to get reach out and talk to a therapist. What do you feel would be maybe the most valuable lesson that you learned throughout your journey before you started sharing it with other people? That, that I wasn't alone. When I thought I was alone, I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. I, had, I had, you know, so many people around me were annoyed that I didn't tell them that I was struggling. That would, it was like I was withholding the opportunity for them to support me by thinking that I didn't want to burden them. The people in your life love you and they want to be there for you. You're probably there for them a lot. Mm-hmm. Don't withhold that opportunity to let those who love you care for you when you need it. Michelle, with your mother, when was the when was the I'm done moment in the relationship with your mother? Oof. How many? How many? <laughs> Feel that. My, yeah, my mom my mom was so abusive and and you know, I said this before, like and she was suffering and she was doing the best she could to raise a daughter while navigating bipolar disorder. And she was removed from the house so so many times to go to, you know, a mental hospital to undergo shock therapy. I had many moments like that because I was always focused on being at the effects of her illness and not understanding what she was struggling with. So I had to get to a point where I did the work to be able to forgive her for and sort of rise above it and learn a little bit about what that illness was like so that I could forgive her. But I had many of those in my younger years. And I say to this day that if I had even written my book five years earlier, it would have been a very different book because I hadn't done the work Mm. to heal from all of that experience with her. Wow. You know, if if someone were in that similar situation, how do you feel like you can maintain proper boundaries while also letting that person know that you do still care about them and their well-being. And that's exactly personal what question here. <laughs> no, no, that's exactly you, you hit the nail on the head with the boundaries. So you absolutely need to have those boundaries. I was finding that I was depleted, allowing her to, you know, have access to me, get in my head demand things of me and I wasn't I wasn't taking care of myself thinking that I could just do a little more for her and maybe she would be that would be enough it was never enough so I Mm. had to with the help of a therapist I had to put those boundaries in place like you'll read in the book where I just um I refused phone calls at certain points from her because I knew I couldn't mentally handle the conversation. So you absolutely have to have boundaries. At first, it's not easy. It's painful and they hate you. But sooner they learn, you know, sooner than later, they learn that this is on my terms now, not yours. Oh, thank you for that. I'm really, really excited to read your book, Michelle. Yeah. Uh, speaking, Speaking of books, do you have any more coming up or do you have any plans to be writing anything coming up soon? I don't know. I mean, mm. that was breaking into my life. So maybe there's one 
called Breaking Into My Heart. I there you know. go. Ooh, <laughs> I like it. You heard it here, folks. Yeah. You heard it here. Wow. How can I find you if I'm listening and I just, I want to find your book or I want to yeah. follow what you do? Where would I find you, Michelle? Sure. So you can follow for my for my workshops in the workplace. You'll go to careforyourpeople.com. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Michelle Dickinson 71 If you want to find out about my book, it's breakingintomylife.com. And it's available on Amazon, as you said. Mm-hmm. And then I have a mental health series on YouTube called Michelle's Conversations That Matter. And what I'm Ooh. out to do with that is to have conversations about mental health to educate us and inspire us that it's possible to to thrive in the face of a mental illness. Michelle, there we're going to play some trivia here in a second, but so I'll okay. probably I'll probably forget to ask you after. So I'm going to ask you now. But what would you like to leave our listeners with if there's one thing? Yeah, make sure that you're taking care of yourself. Don't don't forget about yourself. Check in with yourself how you're feeling. If you're not feeling great, reach out to a friend and talk to them. Really, really make your well-being a daily priority like you do going to the gym every day or every other day. Mm -hmm. Make it a priority Mm -hmm. and don't assume the person next to you is okay. It takes such a little bit of effort to say, how are you doing? To let them know that someone cares because you might be the only one checking on them. Don't assume that they're okay. This is really a weird time and people, we need to be checking in on those around us. Thank you so Love much, it. Michelle. Yeah, that's awesome. I know we're about to rock and roll into a game, but uh, you know, I really just okay. want to appreciate talking about the dark stuff and bringing light to it. Sure. Of we, course. Glad, glad we connected. You know, we, we we do have it's you know it's more than just dumbbells. It's a fitness themed podcast, and this is, we think this is a good you know this is part of fitness well being. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. All right, Michelle, are you ready to rock and roll and beat Jason oh, in this game? I'm ready. That's hard. I'm ready. <laughs> All right, if you guys are ready, it's time for the Fitness Inquisition. No one ever expects the Fitness Inquisition. And no one ever expects the questions, Dan's answer. Yeah, let's do it, Dan. (laughs) All right, so a quick breakdown of what's going to happen here, Michelle. We've got five different fitness-related questions. And when I say fitness-related... They're loosely related. In fact, today they're probably more loosely related than they've ever been. Shocking. I know. So, and the way it works is I'm going to ask a question. If you think you know the answer, use your name as your buzzer. Shout out your first name. First name I hear, I'm going to let you answer the question. If you get it right, we'll let you know. If you get it wrong, we'll embarrass you. No. Well, okay, maybe a little yeah, bit embarrassing. So. <laughs> so that's how it works. So without further ado, let's jump right into this. So, do. All right. Question number one. This is a true or false question. Ooh. 50% chance of getting it right. True or false? No pain, no gain. Jason. <laughs> Jason, go ahead. I heard you first. False. Oh, yeah. Off and running. That is the correct answer. Bingo. If you've got pain in your workout, stop. <laughs> Stop now. <laughs> All Consult right. a physician. Groin. <laughs> okay. All right. Question number two. Which of the following products was not promoted as a fitness fad during the baby boomer lifetime? Mm. One, A, the hula hoop. B, the exercise sandal. C, the vibrating belt. Or D, the laugh Kitty, Jason. Come on. B. Huh? I'm going to say the exercise sandal. 
Yeah, the sandal. That's what I would say. Oh, I was Jason. wrong. Jason. Jason. Wrong. D. Jason. D. D. The lap lounger was not an actual fitness pad. Ah, although exercise sandal. If I would have got it, I would have said the same thing. So that was by default. But I got two. Although I got two, I'm going to start working on the lap lounger. I'm going to take that idea. Walk a walk. That's an idea waiting to happen, Dan. It really is. I'll back you on that. See, Michelle and I were on the same page there. Thanks, sister. Thanks for holding my back. (laughs) Feel it. Okay. Question number three: How many gallons of blood does your heart pump every day? Jason, does it pump every day? Yeah. Gallons uh, six. Michelle, do you have a guess? It is not five. No, I'm gonna say lucky seven. No, am I closest? It's not right. Don't give it to her. You guys are not even close. Oh, yeah, yeah, 77, probably 100, 2000. Oh, Oh, wow. Well, thanks a lot, Jay. (laughs) Gallons, what you're thinking? (laughs) They're not, yeah, they're not different gallons. You know, I mean, you're. Well, that's what I mean. They're, I, yeah, they're counted I again and again, whatever, but, again and again and again. Yeah, whatever. Well, okay. So no points Wait, on that one. Okay, all, Jason's leading with two. Okay, it's yeah, one, one, just one, yeah, just one. No, no I, you I defaulted. Didn't really, no, I, there's two more questions, right? Yeah, there's two more. Okay, so, so one and one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. So now they're getting a little bit weird. Just to warn you. All right. <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Now they are. The size of a yawn, in a human or any other animal is directly related to the size of their what? Kitty. Kitty? Lungs. No? Good guess, but no. Jason. Jason? Head? Ooh, so close. So close, but not correct. Michelle, do you want to take a guess? I don't have a clue. Say brain, say brain. Say brain. Really? The brain? That is correct. Because it's lacking oxygen in your brain, which is why you're yeah. yawning. Son of a bee sting. Yep. It is the brain. Ah, good right. one, Michelle. Nice there win. There you go. You're on the board. Right. Kitty's not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Three-way tie. Whoever gets this next question correctly Three-way wins tie. the game. No way. I, I, don't, have a, I don't have a point. Oh, you don't have a she point yet. Right. He defaulted. Okay, that's yeah. right. You don't have a point yet. I'm going right. to punch you right in the throat. Okay. So the, here's the last one. What is the average weight for the heart of a blue whale. Oh, jeez. Jason. <laughs> Jason, 250 yes. pounds. Ooh, close, Ooh. but... If you can get within 50 pounds, I'll give you the right. I'll give it to you. 500. 500. Oh, a little high. Oh, wow. Why don't you give I'm me the right in the middle at 350. Yeah! I still win. <laughs> it was within it was within fifty pounds. The average blue whale weight heart weighs four hundred pounds. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of poundage. All right. I like it. That was so we tied. So who's we're the champion? All, no, there's no tie. So I I don't have any tie breaking questions today. All right. No, I don't. I don't have no tie breaking questions. I'm sorry, wh- where's today. the tie at? You didn't get two, did you? I just got one. And I got and you got I oh you two? got two. Yeah. How quickly you guys forget. Oh, that's See right. Michelle, here's the deal. I never win. <laughs> And that's so they're not, crap, they're not because you just to, won the last well, I, two. Now I've won. I know I'm three in a row. Don't but, lie but to her. Whatever. Jeez, Michelle, See, now, nice now, job, now sister. You did well. You did well, Michelle. You did better than Kitty. And here's the thing: we usually give the winner, if the guest is a winner, a, a free shirt. But we're going to do it anyway. So I'll get your email address. Or I've got your email. So Power I'll, block attire for your, you, Michelle. I'll get your address oh. out there in the Garden State and send you something. Thanks for joining us from New Jersey. Thanks for sharing uh, your your bright light. Thanks for sharing your expertise. You're so Thanks welcome. for being Thanks here. For inviting me. We yeah, appreciate you. 
We'll let you, Michelle. We really appreciate your time. It's a great podcast. I love. We love the topic. Maybe we'll get you on again in the future. I'd like um, to get you on there, after I read the book. There's always, yeah. There's always, oh, awesome. <laughs> right. No, me and me too. And so look for that. But what else? Oh, we'll let you know when when the podcast is uh, available, so you can promote it on your pages. Of course. It'll be a few weeks. We'd love to. Thank yeah. you so much. We really appreciate you. you. Good vibes. Thank you guys. See you, Michelle. She's cool. Absolutely, she was. She was a good sport with that game too. Say brain. Say brain. <laughs> she got a point. She's getting a t-shirt. Yeah. All right, Michelle. Yeah. Dig it. You know, it's a it's a it's an interesting topic, different than you know. We've had a lot of people on, and we're we're having fun talking about lifting weights and yeah, you yeah. Know, high fives, good vibes, changing lives. But I mean, this is a real deal. I mean, you know, absolutely. It's and and I'm not. You know, I mean, I've worked for companies, and not one company I worked for has ever said, "Hey, guys." You Here's know. an employee. Now she, health, now she, now she. Now she listen, group. I'm not criticizing her, but you do have to have that employee. Like, but I, but I think she's probably thinking most companies have that. Like, I don't. We're small enough. We might not have an employee who has an issue or wants to talk about it. Right. Right. And okay. You know. You know what I mean. So I don't think it's quite that simple. If you have that person, hundred percent. But. What I'm hearing is that she'll go or she'll have this, you know, seminar or work workshop, what have you, and share her story to then promote other people sharing their stories so that they will talk about it. And then once you start talking about well, it, I have things no start doubt getting she done. That's amazing. The, no, I, I think it's great that she does it, but, you know, that does come at a you price. Know, sharing. Just, it, it comes at a price. It's vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. No one wants to look bad. Well, it comes at a cost. She's char- she's charging people. Well, of course just, she, she's got a job. I'm just saying that. I'm, I'm just letting people know that I think that... If you can't, if you don't have that person in your company that's willing to stand up and say, "Hey, guys, I want to share a personal mental health story," what do you do then? And then, if you can't afford to have her, I don't know. I think sure. that I'd like to, I'd like to continue that discussion. Maybe show her TED Talk. That's not a bad idea, right? Yeah. Show show the TED Talk to the people in your. I mean, that's yeah. it's you know yeah. coming in the middle there. Or start a book club. You can read a book. There you go. Yeah. Right. It's only sixteen ninety five on Amazon. Oh, I know it. Boom goes I, bought, I bought it this morning. Amazon is what you call yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Hypocrites. <laughs> Are they going to get, get at Hypocrites. me? Hypocrites. I know, right? No. Anyway, she was a great guest, was and it, I'm looking forward to what, reading her book. Was it emotional, though? Because, I mean, you got some mom stuff, you know? You know, it, it wasn't necessarily emotional. It was enlightening. Yeah. It was uplifting, and it was showing me that I'm not alone, even though I feel alone Let in me, going through this process, honestly. Uh, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. Would would this be a, an episode you'd you'd want your mom to listen to? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Will she do it? I'm though? gonna read this book, What's highlight it, and send it to her. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, but if you if you send her the link to this episode, I mean, would Who she knows? listen? I, I share them on Facebook all the time, so hopefully she'll listen. Yeah. This will be the one. But who knows? I, no, I know. I don't. I can't pretend to know relationships. You know, like because I'm sitting here thinking, if I told my mom, "Hey, you have to listen to this," she would do it. But your mom might not, right? Oh, she, my mom's a rebel, daddy. Yeah. But that's where I get my rebel from, so I'm not mad at it. Mm, great. We all benefit. Anyway, so. I really actually enjoyed this episode because it's being positive on purpose about talking about something that is so yeah. Debbie Downer. Yeah. Or so, I know, I know, you know, I it's know. it's very emotional thing. It's yes. stigmatized. You know, like like I have, you know, like I've got a friend. She gave me some something to go with. You know, he's overweight, type 1 diabetic, asthmatic, okay. Crohn's. I mean, I don't know, go sure. on and on. And he's been working from home at 18 months. And doesn't want to go back in. Now there are some selfish reasons because he's in. You know, he's he'd rather be at home. He's a guy that can get. He, you know, like I would. I'd rather be in the office to right. get stuff done. Even if even if, even if my job wasn't in marketing. Or, or, anyway, so he. Uh, but I think he's got anxiety about a lot I, of stuff. Yeah, so I, I, I'm going to tell him. Say, "Look, well, control what you can control, Mike. You know, wear your mask. 
you know, what control you, what you can control. Yeah. Yes. And, wash you know, your hands. Don't wash touch your, your face. hands, and then just stay away from people. And you know, and then, but I do your I, best to take care of yourself. But I well, see, that's the other thing too. That's so the other I, thing. You might use it as motivation. To, hey, eat eat a little bit healthier. There you go. Lose a little bit of weight, etc. Get your well being back on track. Yeah. Or whatever that feels or looks like for him. The uh, take that. Well, true acts. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for uh, being part of this. Lining thanks up, for getting this guest on. Lining up Michelle E. Dickinson. Yes. And we will be back at you guys here in a few days. But our podcasts are available. Where, Monday, Thursday. Where can people find our podcasts? Apple, Spotify, and powerblock.com. Yeah. and Well, in, I mean, in Amazon and everything. All of them. You can, if you have Alexa, just say, Alexa, play the More Than Just Dumbbells podcast. Hey, Siri. And then, I don't know if I texted you, but that website, yeah, we're good. that's coming. Boom. Get it going. Awesome. Let's yeah. jam. Rock on it. Boom. Thank you, Jason. See you next week, okay? Peace out. All right.